KBUT, the butt, New Las Vegas Radio. Get ready to feel something. You're listening to Dr. Whoever. Boom. Eastern Standard Time, 17 hours, 3 minutes, exactly. What happened? What happened? Guys, what's your name? 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 U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone, Eastern Standard Time, 17 hours, 3 minutes, 30 seconds. Universal Time, 22 hours, 3 minutes, 35 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone, Eastern Standard Time, 17 hours, 3 minutes, 45 seconds. New Las Vegas Radio. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Stand by. Many kinds, where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happened? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cards go. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. It is January 16th, 2022. This is the Dr. Ever Project. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find podcasts. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. You're stuck on KBUT, the butt. This is Dr. Fuller. Hey, Doctor Whoever, let's get this show on the road. Boom. Well, hello, Mr. Jesse. How are you doing today? Nine. Oh, no, we don't have your microphones eight, on. Seven. Six. And there we go, Mr. Jesse. Okay, am, I, am I up and running? You are four, up and running. I will not be silenced, Doctor Whoever. Two, <laughs> it's always the countdown. <laughs> and then I get you on. I wonder why the sound effects weren't coming through. There we go. Now we got sound. Well, how was your workout? You just had a nice little workout starting the new year off right, you know, getting little workouts in here and there. How's that going for you? Yeah, I've been kind of being, trying to be more conscious about, you know, when I have some free time to get a workout in, not look for an excuse to why I don't have enough time, but actually just do it. Whether it's, you know, some push-ups, some sit-ups here and there. Try and, you know, just live a healthier lifestyle. Yes! I think we all kind of went into a little pattern during COVID. We just got lazy or just, you know what I mean? We lost our motivation to do a few things. So I'm just trying to get back into that. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Well, wonderful. I know, like, I've been going to the gym a little bit more. I've been kind of getting back into it. Like, there's like a a little don't ask, don't tell mask policy at the gym. So it's like, eh, I assume everybody there is healthy, you know, if you're going to work out, hopefully. At this point, anyway, like, how many people do we know? Like, we're literally the only two people standing that don't have, that haven't got COVID that we know in our orbit. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, during the first wave of COVID, phase one, um, it was kind of sparingly who, who got it. And you kind of, like, you had this, like, overwhelming, oh, God, what's going to happen to them? Then, but now, after the vaccines are rolled out and we have this new variant, 
and they're they're what they're saying is true. It's just more contagious because oh, yeah. everybody I in my circle now of of people have have got it. My whole birthday was canceled. Right now. Uh, yeah, Dr. Weber's birthday guest list was was canceled. Um, so I mean, yeah, we're the last last men standing. If we haven't got it, we just might be asymptomatic. So who knows? I don't think I've got it. You know me. I'm not around people too often. I don't. I don't. I don't get around too many people. Like anyway, and definitely during COVID, I like I'm staying away as far away as I can from all these people. That's, that's kind of true. I think moving here like during. Like, a little bit after COVID started, we don't really have an orbit of friends. Right, we don't know anybody here with. anyway right now. And and so, we just kind of hang out for ourselves. And when we do do work stuff, I mean, you have a mask on or, you know, keeping our distance. Because so your I work that's, people that's are very pro-mask, very pro-mask, yeah, which is good, which, you know? which I appreciate, you know what I mean? And they've been vaccinated, so. Well, I'm just going to admit it. I don't wear no mask when I go to the gym. I don't do it. <laughs> Nobody else is doing it either. I'm just not doing it. But I'm keeping the gyms in business, keeping people employed, that's for sure. That place employs so many people, the gym I go to. Like, there's at least 50 people working at any given time, and I've heard I've heard like the janitors even talk about it. They make like 18 bucks an hour starting out, so can't beat that. We were watching that. Um, thank you, thank you. We were watching that 60 Minutes uh, special last night about the Great Resignation. That was pretty fascinating. Talking about like people just saying, "Yeah, you know, I just gave up on my career, and I'm doing a work from home." what was it, executive assistant kind of thing, or I'm just taking care of my kid and saving that money from the daycare. Yeah, I think what what uh, the 60 Minutes correspondent said is like at that, at before pre-COVID, it was like one in 70-something jobs was, you know, remote. And now it's one in seven jobs is remote. And, and being that there's such a high demand for people to join the workforce because, you know, people have just been like, I'm not dealing with all this BS anymore. The... The options to get some talent have increased, and you need to give them flexible hours. You need to allow them to be remote. Because one lady on the show said, "What office space can you put me in that's more comfortable than my living room?" Right. You know, what I mean, where I have coffee, where I have access to my own refrigerator, where I'm not, you know, waking up an hour early yes! to take a shower and get in the car and head in traffic to get to the office. Nobody wants to do that crap. Yeah, you know I mean. Because put, a load, put a load of laundry in while you're on a conference call. Like, that is the new world. Like, like, I've said before, the new currency is time. People just want time because that's the one thing you can't get back, you know? Like, Yeah, and I think, I think one of the, these new startups, I forget it's in the Bay Area, that they're even dabbling with this four, four days off or three days off. Oh, a bunch of places and are. All they're, they're, of trying, they're checking the productivity, and it's actually mm-hmm. increased because people are willing to work harder during the times that they're allotted to work and actually get the job done so they can have that extended period of time to deal with their personal life and enjoy themselves and be with their family and kids. And I think that's kind of like a trend that this pandemic is actually, I think the biggest thing is like in the big rec- resignation we were talking about is that people have really reevaluated their lives and what makes them happy, what is beneficial for them, and does the current system that we've been going through these last, you know, however many years, like our parents, does it work for us? And I think the answer for a lot of people, especially younger people, is it's no, it doesn't. Nope, it does not. Well, thank you, Jesse. I love starting it out with something strong. We always try to start out with what we just saw, what we just talked about. Try to start out with the, the kind of top things that are on our mind. But you want to get into the new, new news, Jesse? Absolutely. All right, let's get into the new, new news that you need to know right here on the Dr. Ever Project.
Alright, well we got Tiffany Haddish in the news. Mm, she got arrested almost. Mm. No, she did get arrested. Trump had a rally last night. I don't even know. Like, did anybody even know that was happening? Like And um I think they finally made the decision about that tennis player. We'll get all to that uh right here in just a second. So much destruction. This reporter asks why. Local consensus places the <laughs> ah, what am I getting so worked up about? I'm sure that by tomorrow this whole ugly mess will be a funny memory. <laughs> our top story tonight. We now go live to a reporter on the scene. <laughs> The Doctor Whoever Project is on air. Real discussions that matter with just a pinch of nonsense. Get bent back into shape with the Doctor Whoever Project. Alright, well, Tiffany Haddish, that's how you say her night? Timber Tiffany Haddish. She is not having a good day, Jesse, because she got a. Somebody calls security. Guess she got pulled over in L.A. Was it L.A.? No, she didn't get pulled over. Actually, she was asleep in her car. Oh, she was asleep. Yeah. Okay. So officers responded to a call at 2:30 in the morning by 911 that a driver was asleep at the wheel on the roadway in front of their house. Oh, at about 2.30 a.m. That's that perfect after-the-bar sleep-in-the-car time. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> she must have decided that, you know what? It was time for a nap. And so she... <laughs> Who pulled, hasn't had a little car so she nap? she pulled over. I, I'm not sure where uh, Peachtree City is, but she, Peachtree City it. officers uh, observed the vehicle matching the description from the call and ultimately conducted a traffic stop of the vehicle that was pulled over in the yard of the residence, and someone was sleeping at the wheel, and it just so happened to be Miss Tiffany Haddish, who was arrested for driving under the influence, even though she was not driving. Oh, so this is in Atlanta. I just looked it up. So Peachtree Station is in Atlanta, Georgia. So this is a, this happened in Atlanta. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't like the drinking and driving as much in the South as they tolerate it in other places. She's forty two. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, this is this is one of the things we were talking about yesterday because we were talking about I, I brought it up. It's like if you're Tiffany Haddish, you're you're having a successful career. You're on the rise right now. Why are you drinking and driving? Well, they're saying that. Um, some of this has to do with her dog, I guess, passed away, um, and that she was really close to Bob Saget, I guess. Um, I mean, which is which is completely understandable, but that still, when when you have the means that you do, that that doesn't give you the right to, to you know to drink and drive. I mean, you you have the resources to pay for. You know, some people, some young people might look at an Uber Uber ride and say, damn, fifty dollars? No, I might just I might just drive. I don't have fifty dollars, you know what I mean? To pay for that ride or whatever. Yeah, but Tiffany Haddish or have a personal driver. Tiffany Haddish is is does have those resources and you know what I mean? So she needs to she needs to step up her game. If I became some 
celebrity or uh, won the lottery, the first thing I would do is hire a driver. I hate driving. You're my, you're, you're kind of my, like my driver. You just get paid in kisses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what happens when you get married, right? <laughs> All right, what else Rob is going on? Daisy. All right, um, well, we guys, we didn't really even talk about um, Bob Saget dying, so we should, you know, put that out there. Bob Saget did die. Um, it seems like it was a heart attack or some kind of a heart failure, maybe even a stroke. I'm not even sure if they it's, said exactly, did yeah, they? Yeah, so a lot of people, I think, thought that, you know, it was drug-related because he's had some issues with, with substance abuse. I thought that was years but ago. But then he also went on the radio show and told the people on the radio show that he had COVID. And so a lot of people were wondering, well, is it COVID that he actually died from? Because he didn't sound too well, apparently, on this interview. Um, and then I read somewhere that it was a heart attack. So, I And needed... I think there is some, there's, there's some connections I've heard people in the medical field saying that it's going to be popping up soon in the news of people that had COVID, especially the Delta one, and then heart issues later on. So I don't know. Just putting that out there. We shall see people. You never know. You never know. But uh, R.I.P. Bob Saget, R.I.P. Um, another news, the uh, Djokovic, the big joke Djokovic tennis right now, I guess. He has been sent from Australia, Jesse. Um, he's been there for like a week. This has like been the biggest ongoing news story that's not news, I think, of the week, right? Biggest I mean, like, story, who I would say. cares? But I mean, like, who cares? So it's like, who cares if he's there or not? I mean, I guess people do care, but... If there wasn't other things going on, like that hostage situation um, yesterday, they would have been talking about this like nonstop 24 hours. It was like what they were going to use is like the big story. I mean, it makes sense. Australia is an island. They did. They worked really hard to keep their island COVID free as much as possible. And they don't want some guy coming in that's basically in your face, suckers, you know. Even though you have to all be vaccinated in your country, I'm going to come in and I'm not going to be vaccinated. It's, it's not the same, fair. It's the same thing for the U.S. We're going to come in to be vaccinated. And I think what Australia did, even though some people probably wanted him to play since he's the number one rated you know, tennis star, mm-hmm. that um, they, they have these policies in place for a reason. And regardless if, of your status or not, Australia says you need to be vaccinated to come to the country. And they stood their ground. You know what I mean? And so, applaud to Australia for, you know, doing what's best for their people, you know what Oh, I mean? yeah. I agree. I mean, that's what, that's what they should do. Stand up for what you say, say what you mean, mean what you say, and stick to it. Yeah, like, I think... That's the biggest problem with, like, people nowadays. Especially when there's resources available to you, like a vaccine that can keep people safe and lower your numbers. And, you know, because ultimately what this hurts is, like, people that are nurses, doctors, uh, small businesses that end up closing because of COVID number rising, people having to wear masks or they don't frequent bars and restaurants. It ultimately hurts their economy. So they need to do what's best for their people. And I think the United States has done something fairly similar is where, you know, these, these, these ideas are in place because they know it works and science proves that they do work. Whether or not you want to do them, then you suffer the consequences of not getting vaccinated. You don't play in this, in this, in this tennis tournament. I mean, I agree. Totally agree. I think it's what they should do. I think it's the right decision to just say we hold strong and we're not going to like tolerate crap. I like it. Um, do you have any interest in seeing this Trump a little clip from this Trump rally? I guess um, he had a rally yesterday. It was the first one of his kickoff for, you know, for to be the Trumpinator in 24. Um, and I, I guess it didn't even get covered on even Fox or the big news networks at all. And on Fox and Friends this morning, they barely even brought it up. So it's 
And they're saying that it's just not really getting much coverage right now. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what the news media has kind of learned is that Trump has been so great at at gaining free media coverage. Just everybody just sensationalized him, whether or not it was you know good or bad. They they aired his rallies. They aired everything that he had to say. And I think the me- news media has finally said, you know what? If we don't pay him attention, like a little kid crying in the corner, mm-hmm. if you don't pay him any Wah. attention eventually they're gonna stop crying because no one's paying them attention and that's kind of what i think we're seeing and i hopefully that trend kind of continues so let's go with the trend and not cover it unless you want to i don't know i just want to see a little bit of it you know what I mean? oh you're I, addicted to the Trump I find, well I, they looks like they're showing a lot of the people and i just find these people so interesting like these like the people that are actually um out there going to see it you know what if we're gonna watch one let's watch jake let's watch jake tapper if we're gonna love watch it. Jake over the weekend While Martin Luther King III was in Arizona rallying to expand voting rights, Donald Trump was the same day in the same state doing the exact opposite, continuing to push his big lie. Last year we had a rigged election and the proof is all over the place. They always talk about the big lie. They're the big lie. (laughs) There is a reason Trump was in Arizona to push the legislature to disenfranchise the state's voters based on all of his deranged election lies. Hopefully the attorney general and your state legislatures will be smart and fair and decisive and let the world know what the hell happened in Arizona. Steve Bannon says this is part of a nationwide effort to hurt Biden going into the midterms. Decertify Biden electors in Arizona, in Wisconsin, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, in the great state of Georgia, those four states, we are going to decertify all no, those electors. So that's what they're saying. They're like, they're afraid, they're like, they're afraid that they're going to be able to hire, not hire, they're, they're afraid that they're going to be able to put people in these higher positions that deal with the election so they can be like, eh, nah, we're just not going to do that. Nah, we're going to get rid of these. That's exactly what they're doing, actually. I mean, so it, it's possible. Trump, Trump but I is mean, only endorsing candidates that are are in favor of overturning the election or yeah. would have overturned. And you're just going to get wackies. You're going to get wackies. I mean, you know it's, not I just, mean? it's not just you're, you're getting wackies. Is you're you're putting people in place. You're creating a system to make democracy fail. Um, that's that's the scary part about it. It's it's more than just you know Donald Trump. This is you know this is our democracy. This is everything that. This country has fought for, people have died for, you know, given their lives for, is a free and fair democracy and the freedom to vote. And if we don't have that anymore in this country, what is the United States and what kind of legacy and what what shining example do we do we spread across the country and the world? I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen. I really don't. I think people are waking up. Like I said, nobody's really paying attention to this. It's like the people that go and watch like WWE or whatever the wrestling nonsense is nowadays or people that go to see monster trucks. Like those are the same kind of people that are going to see Trump at these rallies because it's probably the most interesting thing that ever came to their little neck of the woods anyway. So, um, yeah, but, whatever. At, the same, but at the same time, you'll be surprised what, you know, people that are motivated and feel a certain way are willing to do. You know what I mean? It's true. True. So. Indeed. True. Indeed. You want to hear about um hear about Prince Andrew? I've heard a little. Let's 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 talk about it. All right, let's see what we got. Apparently, he is in trouble.
Well, um, Prince Andrew, his royal highness, will no longer be called an HRH anymore, Jesse. Oh no. What is HRH? That's what it means. They call it, um, they say like you're an HRH. His royal highness or her royal highness. But they refer to it as HRH. Like if you watch The Queen or one of those movies, um, I've picked it up in that and kind of wondered what it, what it meant before and I figured it out. It means like that's the title. And having that title was very important to just to you and for your children. I think it was a big deal that Megan and Harry's kid did not get his royal highness, mm-hmm. whatever he is. So this is a really big, you know, in your face, Prince Andrew. In your face, and something that came out also today, just on the TV right over here when I was up here, um, apparently something was in the court system where they were like trying to block a list of names of men that were in relation to these cases somehow. Some type of, some type of connection. Some type of connection. Maybe so, they so were there. What we, so what we understand is, you know, Prince Andrew has, has lost his title as Prince, right? Yes. So he's lost his title as Prince. He has... Uh, given back his military affiliations and royal patronage patronages to the queen as well, but don't. But that that's all fine and dandy. But please know that the royal lawyers. So he still has royal lo- lawyers that have still filed to persuade a U.S. judge to dismiss the civil lawsuits against him and you know of the sexual abuse. So the royal lawyers, regardless of him and having a title or not, are still fighting on his behalf to. You know, not bring shame onto the king, the queen, you know, and then the royal family. But but more stuff is about to come out because. Um, well, so what, can I can I ask you a question? Yes, though? yes. What's your thought? So if the queen has gone this far to remove his titles, do they know that he's guilty? Then she doesn't want to be affiliated with it. She she no, yeah she knows like they know that. But if he was innocent and she thought he was innocent, she would be fighting right by his corner. Right? Um, that's that's your son, right? I think that this is one of those things where it's like there is no win. Even if he didn't have sex with her, the fact that he was there with Jeffrey Epstein hanging out and looking like that is just guilt enough with association for them, the Queen, to be like, hey, this is not. We can't be associated with this. It almost doesn't matter if he did it or not at this point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It just doesn't because you as a royal do not put yourself in those kind of situations. And now it's escalated so high to such a point that it's, I mean, if this is this kind of news here, oh, this is the only thing they're talking about over there. Literally the only thing that's being discussed. It's huge, Jesse. Insanity right now over there mm-hmm. probably. I would love to be over there right now. It would be so cool. Because, <laughs> you know, like they're having COVID issues too and their their parliament's all crazy. So, like, these are good distraction stories from what's going on in parliament. Very interesting. I love the Royals. They'll have to make a documentary about this. <laughs> Alright, what else we got? Oh, Greta Thornburg! Okay, we got some... That's the weather girl, Jesse. It's not the weather girl. It's the, it's the activist that's fighting against climate change. <laughs> Where is she from again? I think she's from the UK, what up, well, uh, but I know from It's Europe, your boy. Sure. Just one of the guys down here. Well, I could be more specific. Uh, I'm a human. And I uh, just wanted to, you know, for the sake of all of us Earthlings out there, just wanted to say. We love the Earth. It is our planet. We love the Earth. It is our home. We love the Earth. It is our planet. We love the Earth. Well, um, Greta Thornburg. Did I say it right, Jesse? You did. So where is she from? Do we even know where? 
I'm not sure where she's from. I want to say it's like Iceland or something, right? She's from Sweden. Sweden. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Well, they're going to name a frog after her, Jesse. I heard that. That's kind of cool. a little background. You know, she's, she's from Sweden and she's Sweden. an okay. environmental activist who's known for change uh, for challenging world leaders to take immediate action for climate change mitigation. I love it. This lucky frog is going to be named after Greta Thornburg. The uh, new species is called Prometheus Greta Thornburg. Yeah, <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. It's like priest. Okay, that's like priest e Mattis. Priestamathesis. Priestamathesis? No, there's no age. Premantis? Premat. No, this is, it's definitely P. Priest. P R I S T. So it's Priesty. Priestamantis? Let's just call the frog Greta. <laughs> well, Greta Thornburg Greta is going to have sure. a frog name after her. I bet she thinks that's pretty damn cool. What do you think? I, I think it's pretty cool. Looks like, it looks like an auction winner actually won the rights to name this and they're naming it after her in her memory so that's kind of cool not in her memory well you know what i mean after her in honor well it it will survive it's like naming a star after someone like it will uh the frog will live on until we until we kill it this flock could become extinct you know with the way we're at so (laughs) until we kill it yeah (laughs) i was trying to find a clip of 30 rock because there's like a 30 rock episode where um like jack or some i can't remember who it is now i think it's jack he gets named um like they named some nasty little skunk after him or something. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty funny, but all right. Um, um, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, Jesse. Okay, all right, all right. Um, Hanson, Jesse, Umbop. Umbop. Okay, so they're they're going to come to Vegas. Apparently, they're going to have a tour. Who knew anybody even wanted a Hanson tour? But um, I mean, it's coming. Would you go see Hanson? Um, no, I would pass on Hanson. I mean, I never was into handsome when they were, you know, big in their their days, but, you know, I mean, someone will be into them, I'm sure. I mean, if it's, like, 50, 30 bucks, I go see it. Yeah, apparently they're, what is, they're doing a world tour? It says, uh, Pop True Hanson announced that they will be going on world tour in 2022. You can't say 2000 anymore, you know, it's like 2022, doesn't you make sense. You just say the 22s, we're in the 20s now. Uh, so apparently, got, yeah, the tour will early fall. Their, their, here. Pro, their tour will promote a new album called Red Green Blue. Wow, they're gonna go to Australia, New Zealand. Maybe they'll let them in Australia <laughs> if they've been vaxxed. Better be vaxxed, umboppers. Umbop, get that vaccine. Maybe that's what we're gonna do. They're gonna um-vaxed. have like a vaxxed. Umbaxed. I love it. That should be their new name of the title. Umbaxed. Vaxxed. And another uh, boy band news, I guess you'd say, Clay Aiken, the Gaken himself. I, I tried to play a Clay Aiken song, but I honestly couldn't name a Clay Aiken song right now if you told me you'd pay me a million dollars. But you um, say that about every single artist. I do not. I tell you right now. That line's starting to get old. I, I do know. not know a Clay Aiken song, um, but the Gaken himself is going to be running here's, for here's some, Congress. Here's some Clay Aiken right here. Play me some Clay Aiken. I've never heard this. This is an American Idol song, I think. I don't watch American Idol. Oh, no. 2.30. I love that it tells us the time. So, so, so why is, why is Clay getting in the news? Well, he's running for Congress, I guess. Oh, out okay. of, like, the Raleigh area. I'm not sure what, like, region that is. Um, let's see. Clay Aiken, obviously known for American Idol. But I only know it because he was on The View with Whoopi, and you know me, I love me some Whoopi, so I watched it. He's also a hometown boy. He's a hometown North Carolinian. I think 
the state out of that has a most a most American Idol contestants is North Carolina, like Fantasia Barino. Like there was a bunch of them. There's like a bunch of them. Kelly Clarkson from North Carolina. There's a bunch of like. Strangely enough, yeah. I don't know so why. apparently, Aiken is running as a Democrat. To oh, he's going to run new, against Madison Cawthorn. So he's representing a new for a uh, new district, okay. uh, District Six. That's interesting. Which includes much of the area that was represented by Democrat David Price. Price, who was first elected in 1986, announced he would not seek re-election in October. So this is, I think, this is a relatively open race for him. Apparently, he had like a jab a, at Madison Cawthorn. Not yeah, um, he's not running against them. This is a different area. Yeah. This, but, is, this seems to be a blue area. But something interesting about that is um, they're, they're trying to actually take out that Madison Cawthorn guy from being able to run because they're saying that um, the official quote is the AP is reporting out of Raleigh, a group of North Carolina voters are urging officials to disqualify U.S. Rep. Madison Cawthorn for congressional candidacy, citing his participation in the rally last January in Washington that questioned the presidential election outcome and preceded the Capitol riots. Um, so they're saying that you can't run because you basically tried to overthrow the government. And they're trying to remove him. So we'll see what happens with that. That'll be a fascinating story. Yeah, so this is uh, Clay's second attempt to... to okay, win, I thought so. So he's, he previously ran in North Carolina's second district in 2014. Uh, but he lost to a Republican incumbent, Renee Elmers. Interesting. You know these people, Brian? No. I do not. <laughs> well, anyways, so he is running again. We'll see how this goes for the former American Idol star, Clay Aiken. Here's a clip from The View. Who knows how long it is? Let's see if I can pull it up. You know I love me some Whoopi. See what Whoopi says. Whoopi always makes things good. He's here making us his first campaign stop on national TV. Clay Aiken so on The View talking to Whoopi Goldberg. The always fabulous Clay Aiken. Hello, Clay. Hey, Whoopi, Why? where else would I go first? <laughs> well, I, that's what I would say, too. But, hey, why are you doing this again? Um, I, because I think it's important that, I mean, we've gotten so divided over the past six years, even more so than we were in 2014. And, you know, now I call friends who are in New York or California and I ask them to come to North Carolina to visit and they are constantly saying, you know, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable in North Carolina. That's, and that's what you say, Jesse. Off. I mean, mm -hmm. because our state, which has always been this progressive state, is now sort of synonymous I mean, there is with something to say like, about, uh, like Madison Cawthorn being in North Mark Carolina Meadows, and driving on the road and seeing a Confederate flag. Oh, it yeah. doesn't, that was doesn't, like my life it all doesn't, the time. I know, but, but as, as a white person, you're okay with that. But as a person I don't say color, I'm okay with it. It's no, just I mean, like you're okay with it, but I mean, it resonates differently with Someone that isn't white is what I'm saying. I agree. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you mean. Saying. So it doesn't it doesn't make you feel comfortable. And when you're thinking about you know spending money to go somewhere for a vacation, North Carolina just doesn't pop off as one of those places where you want to do that. It's a little. I mean, it can be a little and it, and trashy. Not, yeah, and it's not fair for you know what I mean, the people that, that for people that say pop off. It's not for them. <laughs> I mean, it's also not one of those places where you 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 feel bad for for judging the state that way. But I mean, a lot of what's represented in North Carolina is through the media and what's been going on has, has not been very good. You know I mean? agree. Let's see what else he said. He just name dropped that Madison Cawthorn guy like saying, you know, he's a bad representation. 
just really upsets me that our state has become represented by these people who don't represent me. Um, and, you know, this was the moment to do it. He's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think he's had some work done. You know, yeah. but let, let's talk reality nice. for a second, because there are 10, 10 other candidates uh, running in your Democratic primary, including two North Carolina state senators. So they have a lot of experience in this. And there are people who will say, uh, I'm not one of them. I mean, I don't judge you by that. They'll say that you have no political experience compared to a lot it's of like me. I mean, uh, your opponents. You know, um, so speak for yourself here. What, what do you think makes you qualified to be a congressman? Well, I mean, first, what is experience, right? I mean, what we I was about to right say, now, I'd say like on. being a celebrity, running his social media pages, engaging with his fans, probably having a business, that is political. Like, the how he won American Idol, that's political. He operates in a political atmosphere already because he has put himself out there already as a person that will accept political issues and give his take on them and fight with people for them. I'm curious to see what he has to say. Is, is this, that's your, official, is this that. your official endorsement of Clay Aiken? I, I, I support the Gaykin. I have no problem with the Gaykin. If I'm being completely honest, the only reason I graduated from university was because this teacher I had that was from st- a statistics class, sophomore year, I was I failed it twice. It was on my third attempt during summer school to pass this class. She loved Clay Aiken. So I put on a little of the extra gay. It's like, oh, hey, Miss Susie. Oh, I saw Gaykin on the TV. Oh, I love the Gaykin, too. And she just, she had, she wore Clay Aiken t-shirts, Jesse, everything. And I remember going into her office with, um, like, my little, uh, my little test or whatever after the, the, the class. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, can I do something to get an extra 10 on this? I really need this. She literally took out her red pen, changed the F to an A, and said, here you go. Have a great summer. Welcome to the economics program. And I was like, all right. I said, that was able to let me kind of move on. Because I, if, if I wouldn't pass that, I wouldn't have been able to move on into the next part of the school. So I literally... Graduated college thanks to Clay Aiken. It seems Doug like Aiken. we need to open up an investigation to this. It seems like some fraud <laughs> yeah. going on. Shut up. Congress have lots of political experience and we see what the hell's happening there. Um, So that's one thing. But I also think the Congress is set up, House was set up to represent a whole bunch of different views. And experience isn't just in politics. In fact, as I said, it's kind of not a selling point for a lot of people. But I was a teacher and, you know, I think about the stuff I've done on this show. Uh, Sonny and I traveled to uh, Charlotte, came back to North Carolina and talked to people when we had the HB2 uh, bill here in North Carolina. Sonny and I also went to Iowa and talked to current and future so you see where he's kind of messing up he's kind of he's, he's obviously not prepared for the show for that about to say like, i gave what a better his, answer than he did for, for what his answer should be is like look i am not your traditional candidate i am a school teacher i i know what's i know what's failing the people of north carolina it's the education system i've had conversations with you know business leaders i've had the chance to experience you know fame to a certain degree and and i'm able to use that experience to bring change to north carolina i'm able to bring use my, my voice, real life use experiences. my resources i have available yes. and use my connections to actually make tangible change to the residents of north carolina yes i might not have traditional experience but i have experience that matters and that resonates with the people of north carolina That's yes yes i love it all right, well, we're going to be wrapping it up with the Gaykin for the day, but we'll keep you up to date on yes. what's going on with He'll that. He'll never say his real name on air, but listen for that accent. These are the Gaykin.
educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast. What you doing tonight? I wish I could be a fly on your wall. All right, well, we do have to talk about, unfortunately, the hostage shooting, uh, almost shooting situation that happened yesterday during the football game. Basically, we, we went to watch the football game, and then we turned on the TV, and there was like a hostage situation going on in Texas at a synagogue. Um, I mean, long story short, it was craziness. Like, uh, it was long. Long. It went on for like 12 hours or something like that. But it basically was, came down to the, the, the guy that was the hostage taker he wanted a terrorist released that has been charged on terrorism charges with stuff to do with Al-Qaeda and all kinds of craziness. It was just craziness. It was like a movie, but you couldn't really see any of it. But um, I guess there is footage of when the guy first came in um, because it was the service, the synagogue service was being live streamed on Facebook. on Facebook. And it was like a Jewish holiday as well yesterday. So a lot of people were watching it, but people were not in attendance. There was only four people there. Probably because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah. So, but um, actually it turned out okay. Um, the hostage taker was the only one that was shot. And uh, the FBI, the police, um, even the, the rabbi and the other people there said that they credited the training that they had been given by local law enforcement, um, just like schools have, of what to do if something like this happens. And I think especially religious institutions, especially Jewish, you know, synagogues have have been under attack a, a lot lately, especially during the last administration. Um, and it's unfortunate. That, I mean, I'm not the most religious person, but I hate to see oh, know, stuff like this happen. In, in, I wouldn't want somebody to come into like the gay bar and start shooting us yeah. up. You know what I mean? So it's like the same kind of thing, in my opinion. Yeah, and I find it kind of disgusting that, you know, someone would come into a synagogue, a place of worship, and, and try to take some people hostage, well, did take some people hostage, and luckily these people weren't killed, and, I mean, it just, it was, it's a sad situation, and yeah, it kind of did take, you know, took place at the same time, the Raider game, a lot of people were watching that as well, mm-hmm. but we, a lot of people also had their eyes glued to what was going to actually happen here, and I'm glad it kind of worked out the way it did. I'm glad it did too. All good there. Um, the, the people that have those jobs have them for a reason and this is just shows that putting the right people in the right place that are competent you get good results so that's great all right want to get in some local locks vegas news mr jesse let's go all right let's see what do we got what do we got today in local las vegas news Alright, so uh, marijuana is legal here in local Las Vegas, Clark County, Nevada as a whole, a couple other states that surround us, um, and cannabis is big money. Uh, people come here and to enjoy it for tourism purposes, people come, people live here, enjoy it for you know therapeutic and medical purposes, and also recreational purposes. Um, that's allowed also, right Mr. Jesse? Yes! Hallelujah. Applause to all that. Yes. 
Um, something that is new is these marijuana lounges, or I guess they're calling them cannabis lounges. So um, we should we should probably give a little feedback why there's a need for cannabis lounges. Well, what even is a cannabis lounge? If I'm being completely honest, is it so, just so like a, a hookah, can- hookah bar or something? Yeah, so a cannabis lounge is is actually a place to where you can actually legally smoke the weed you purchase. So so even though weed is legal in in Nevada, especially in Las Vegas, you can't necessarily buy the weed and smoke it on the street lies or legally saying legally you're not supposed to smoke it in the streets or in your hotel room for a hotel policy so if you haven't been in las vegas in a couple years people the whole city just smells like weed now it's like a whole cloud of weed yeah but it's also giving people a a place to where they can kind of promote weed also as well so if you find a place to like a bar you're, you're more likely to drink more aren't you and I think it's the same situation with uh, with lounges. It's giving people an area to consume weed, uh, hang out, not fill all suspects smoking your Sus- weed in the back weed. of an alley. You know what I mean? So you don't get caught. Trying to like do the you thing know? like I do where I like take my hand and I like I kind of kind of like cup it where you can't see it. Yeah. So I think basically what they want people to do is they want you to smoke your weed and feel like it's legal because it is legal. Don't buy your weed and feel like super sketchy about actually smoking sketchy it. Sketchy five. And you know what I mean? And this is another avenue of revenue for, for the state. They might could do like flights. Like they do like flights of beer. They could have like flights of weed. You could like try different things and have people like, oh, well, this this is this kind. Almost like a the, the wine, like a sommelier, what, sommelier or whatever. Yeah. It tells you about all the types of wine. You come in and like, it's like a it's like a weed tasting instead of like a, a wine tasting or a whiskey tasting like they were doing on Shameless. It's like it's like that. It's like yeah, we went to a whiskey tasting and he said, "What do he say?" He's like, "Isn't that just like taking shots?" <laughs> so it's like it's a weed tasting. It's like, but it's just a good excuse for people to like go get high and think they're classy. Yeah. So we have a <laughs> we have a really cool uh, commissioner, uh, Tick Sagerbloom, who's. Who believes that you need to get the right amount of regulation to where it's not overregulated, but it's also not underregulated. And so, there were, Las Vegas again is on the, the it's on the new frontier. I mean, we are the adult playground of the world. I mean, like I said before, this is this is Disneyland for an for adults out here, and they're trying to. It's becoming even more Disneyland like with uh, the the entertainment and the casinos and like there's literally um piff the magic dragon play with like a guy that dresses up as a is like some knight or whatever and his little dog chihuahua is a dragon like it's it's like very childish yeah so so the commissioner did did say that um tourists on the strip have a certain predicament hotels ban smoking on their premises and the hotel rooms, obviously, and they can't smoke in the dispensaries where they bought their weed. That makes sense. So yeah, they won't even let you open it. So, to make sure you got the right thing. Yeah. So Tig Sigerbloom basically said our key goal is to encourage cannabis customers to use a lounge and smoke their weed. Yeah, you know I mean, so if it's going to be legal in Vegas, let's do it in a way that makes people comfortable. Uh, let's engage them in a Vegas type of style, and you know, let's let's generate some some more money for the state. I like it. We need to make that money. Any way we can pay less taxes, I will do it. We pay no taxes, so that's even better. If we could even like pay like no city taxes or something, they like figure out some way to like figure out some way to make um, make weed revenue go to like uh, more of the local taxes. That could be even better. <laughs> oh, I'm on your name up here. I was like, why was weird Nicki Minaj or something on my TV? I was wondering why my my steam cleaner is on. <laughs> It's like, what is playing on my I've TV? I've noticed you've had some me? amazing content on there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like, what is happening? 
Where's yeah, my, so when you guys come to Vegas, if you guys aren't a local, look out for these new uh, dispensaries on the Strip. Um, so safe, cool place to smoke. So you're saying weed. you can buy it there and smoke it there? I believe there it should be like okay. A dual is it going to be kind of like the bar that I like um, so, that's near the strip where you can like there's a little convenience store where you can get stuff, but then there's like a bar on the other side. It would almost be like that, like a store and then a bar. Yeah, and I think I think that's going to be the the idea. It's not always going to be the case. I think I it's like some it. of, there could be some standalone just lounges. Uh, my my biggest concern as a local is that you know looking for weed. On the strip, it's a little pricey it's compared pricey. to, you know... Can you BYOW? <laughs> probably. But I, I'm pretty sure you could. But the thing is that a lot of these dispensaries are very innovative, and they will actually pick you up from your hotel room oh, that's to take right. you to dispensary. We've seen them, yeah. We've seen them do it. And you know? it looks fun, too. Like, they have... Um... Yeah, I mean, it, limos and it's like a, they try to make it like a fun experience you know vegas is one of those cities where they're innovative in everything they do and they make everything entertainment to you know go into the strip to a strip club to gambling to combine your weed i mean there's you will have fun doing it here in vegas it's so funny because i never even ever go in the store to get my own stuff you always go in and get it yeah, you I'm never, too lazy. Never, i don't even smoke weed and i've gone <laughs> to dispensaries more times than i can remember i love it yes what else we got? Oh, yeah, the Mesquite Hot Air Balloon Festival. I want to go to this. It looks fun. Um, we're just going to bring it up to toss it out there. So if you're a local Las Vegas, um, the Mesquite, not too far from here. What is it, like two hours? It's, it's oh, my an God. hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 20 minutes. Drive. It's a cute little area. You know, you probably wouldn't want to go if you're here just for a tourist visit. But um, if you're like a new local, check it out. It's a cool little city. It's very different. Uh, friendly, very friendly people. They seem to do like a lot of fun little events, and we have a, we have a little friend down there that we know that we uh, we go see in Mesquite. She's awesome. We might have her on the show sometime. But that's going to be January twenty eighth through the thirtieth. Um, what else do we got? Oh yeah, and the uh, the Fountain Blue Las Vegas. Like I saw somebody post a uh, the ten year change, and it was like the Fountain Blue ten years ago, and now and it's more dilapidated than it was because I guess it's a casino that has been. It switched a lot of hands of ownership. Yeah, a lot of hands of ownership, and but um, they've announced a website right now, and it's just called Fountain Blue, whatever something dot com. But it's just saying like coming soon. So there, I guess it has been bought out. I just it's like be the first to know. Yeah, I just and all went shit. on the website. The website is just as complete as the hotel is. It's yeah, not done at all. It's just it's a blue background. It's very strange. It looks very cheap. Like it was very cheaply made, but whatever. I thought it was pretty. Uh, interesting, and I think it's going to make people happy that that's done because that's been something people have pointed out for so long. It's, it's right like, across from Resorts done? World, so I mean, it gives them you know some type of reason to open up. And that you're trying to build that you know latter part of the strip. I think that would be a great idea. Get people moving down there. All right, let's um, let's get into some pop culture news. How about that, Mr. Jesse? Sounds good. I know we watched something interesting last night. This is Hollywood, the most famous, the most glamorous place in the world. It's a place of dreams, hopes, and riches, and its streets are filled with the studios, homes, and landmarks that are monuments to its greatness. Let's go Hollywood backstage and see this unique and fascinating place called Hollywood. What does Hollywood look like? Well, starting from Hollywood and Vine, you're within walking distance of the famous Capitol Tower. It looks like a stack of records. There's the Hollywood Bowl where you can enjoy. I know we watched the uh, South Park post-COVID special special last night or whatever they called it. It It's pretty damn funny. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't even know it was new. I guess it is fairly new. It came out like this week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They're they're so good at pointing out these 
these these things that are kind of real in culture but um, they're able to like just kind of bring them up to the uh, surface in such a funny way to let us kind of laugh at ourselves and everything. I thought it was pretty good. Let's see if there's like a little clip that we can play or anything. Let's see what we got. So basically what they did is they had like all the characters get all like old again. Like they just got like all super old and everything. And um, they kept the whole pangolin thing up which i thought was funny how um the him and what was what's his stan's dad and mickey ended up like having sex with a pangolin or whatever and that's how the whole covid um started in the, the first place was like an animated mickey mouse yeah well yeah well they have like he a, was with a, the animated mickey mouse. yeah they have like a look-alike mickey mouse or whatever it's crazy you just go watch it um there's so many funny things they make you kind of look at yourself and at one point they're like they kind of forgiving each other like i'm sorry i was such a dick about the mask maybe i was being too high and mighty he's like another guy's like yeah i guess i could have wore the mask more to make people feel more comfortable oh you know it's, it's kind of how like we're kind of coming out right now and you know realizing that we all did go a little crazy i think for a little better some people did um did you go crazy do you, or do you think you have a, do you think you handled the situation appropriately or do you think you went a little crazy at any point i think i, I was pretty chill about it i kind of was pretty flexible with whatever new rules that came into place um you know i was kind of working the whole time so i didn't have much much time to kind of do anything too spontaneous mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but yeah no no i think i've handled myself fairly well i'm 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 definitely one of those persons that doesn't have a problem following you know, yeah you're a rule and, follower yeah i mean it's you on the other hand might have taken yourself a little silence <laughs> silence <laughs> all right well let's get into some more uh local las vegas news regarding covid restrictions since we're talking about that um it looks like the governor says the mask mandates are going to stay but other mitigation measures are off the table so that's great that'll make people happy right what do you think absolutely i well, think a lot of people were worried about that and you know I said before they wouldn't close things down, but you know. Yeah, I've said that for a while. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, nah, they're not going to close things down. It's you know we're 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 to the point now where there's so many ways to be done with this. Um, they're even going to a five day pause too. Um, people aren't really wearing the masks anyway. It's kind of like a wear it if you want thing anyway now. So whatever. Um, what else got we going on? Um, there was a, apparently somebody shot their fiance here in North Las Vegas, Jesse. Uh, a North Las Vegas man told police that he shot his fiance to death because he just snapped during a fight on Wednesday. Um, mm. East Cheyenne yeah, Avenue, so, so a little bit south of us. So apparently mm -hmm. the man said that his girlfriend or fiance kept accusing him of cheating on her. Mm. See, you just can't, so. if you think that and you're that crazy, just move on and break up with them or whatever. You know, it's like, come on. Mm. You can't fix crazy. I think so many people just always want to have an argument. They're always looking for something to argue about. But I so guess this guy took him to yeah, the edge. Yeah, so killer Ronnie, Ronnie's his name, police have identified, uh, was found next to her body with six shell casings Goodness. in the kitchen. Mm, well, I guess he will be going to jail. We'll be talking about that guilty, guilty, guilty soon. All right, what else we got? Ugh, Netflix is raising their prices, Jesse. Raising their oh, prices. No. Don't do it. We'll, we'll, we'll stay. We'll keep watching. It's okay. Um, and they're also announcing a new improv murder mystery comedy. It looks pretty good. It's, uh, help me with his name. 
Conan O'Brien. I was going to say the redhead guy, but yeah. So Conan O'Brien looks like he's in it. Will Arnett. It's going to be called Murderville. It looks pretty funny. Um, based on a BBC series. You know how much I love the BBC. Mm-hmm. So we will be watching that indeed if they don't raise the prices too much. Um, because it looks like they are be mm, raising their prices. I think people will be interested. So in the United States, the subscription price for you know the standard price is raised $1.50 to $15.49. And when you basic, have a hundred million people, yeah, the basic plan went up one dollar to nine ninety nine, and the premium plan. What is what is all these plans? I don't like, even know. Do we what, have what plan? The premium I even plan have? increased two dollars to nineteen ninety nine. So what what is what is the basic premium? And you know what is all this? I couldn't tell is there you commercials or something no. that we should know of. Is it like access to like 4K or something like that or some crap like oh, that? Oh, that may be it. But I, I feel like we, I don't know. I, I'm grandfathered in. I've had Netflix since like they were yeah, sending you the things thing, in the though. mail. You're not grandfathered in on a price. Well, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I've had it. So like they just send me an email and I don't even, it probably goes to some junk folder somewhere. Only reason I know they're raising the price. I don't even know what I pay now. I couldn't tell you. No, you don't pay it. I pay it. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So that would be the reason why you don't know the price of Netflix. Whatever. All right, you want to get here some uh, weird science? We got something interesting, I think, going on. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's go. Let's see what we got. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? So, uh, Facebook, the Metaverse group, they're trying to bring everybody into the Metaverse. I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll see. Uh, the way everybody's going, some of that stuff we saw at CES was very, like, Metaverse-like with the giant TVs. Like, everybody just wants to be immersed. Yeah, One day... The Metaverse sounds expensive. Yeah. <laughs> One day we're going to all be, like, 300 pounds, like, Wally with a TV in our face, just, like, peeing in a cup somewhere. Oh. But maybe that's what people want. I don't know, because... Facebook is designing a human-like mechanical eyeball that goes along with the head that could be covered in mold to resemble human-like skin. So everybody's going to have their own real, real-life real Alexa now, like in, a, like in the South Park episode where Alexa was a real person, like your real sex robot Alexa slave or something. I don't know. Is that what the world's coming to, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, they're testing the limits of what, you know, can be reality and fictional so we'll see where this I think goes. we've seen like when you go too far people just don't want it like like those Google glasses or I think Snapchat came out with some kind of weird glasses and it's like I don't know people just it, it has to be really cool for people to like want it and use it it's not just the cool part it has to be functional functional and, I think, and, that, and I think that's why people have kind of stuck with Apple for so long is they don't roll something out until they kind of perfected it and I think like Snapchat and Google have kind of brought out products too early even though it was like the concept and you think everybody would want them but if it doesn't work well no one's going to use it no one's going to waste their money the thing at CES we were watching um, and it was like concepts versus real real things that are going to be happening in real life like yeah there are all kinds of crazy concepts but it like it is about what you can break down into real dollars that normal people could spend the money on 
not just like something that you could make if you had unlimited funds, I guess. That makes sense too. Yeah. Well, let's see. What else do we have? What else is going on, Jesse? Oh, no. One of your shows has gotten canceled. Oh, that's right. A show that you really like is just getting started watching. That was really loud. <laughs> yeah, Hentified. Canceled that Netflix. And How do you pronounce it? Hentified. Hentified. Like, Hente is like my people. My, my oh, people. okay. But they've also, it's been, a, it's a play on words, like Hente and Gentrified. I, thought, so, I, I always thought it was gentified or something like that. How it it's pronounced. hentified. Hentified. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good words. show. I really it's like it. It's a really it. good show. Somebody will pick of, that up, I bet. And it, and it gives you like a real perspective on like minority groups. And in this case, it's a Mexican-American family that, you know, live in uh, Boyle Heights, I think is it Boyle Heights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And LA. Mm-hmm. they have East a taco LA. shop and they're trying to deal with, you know, the changing. The white women coming in, buying up their... Um, and then go into go into um, yeah people soul cycle <laughs> yeah common trend like gentrification like coming into lower income communities where they've taken been over for, you know so long and taken over and you know kind of pricing them out of their communities and it kind of deals with those real world issues but it also follows these these characters that are going through you know everyday struggles so yeah it's kind of it's kind of a bummer I, I really like this show and hopefully Netflix does. You know, bring it back, or some other network decides to pick it up because it's a really good show. It was really good. I liked it, indeed. Let's see what else we got. Um, this is a I don't know. I don't know if this is sad or this is bad or what, but um, according to NPR, more than one million fewer students are going to college nowadays, and it's trending less and less males. Are going to schools in general. So, is it that do you think that people were going to go and then they just found something else to do during this past like year and a half, two years, and that stopped it? Or um, because let's see, in 2019, community college enrollment was five million. 2020, we were down to four million, and in 2021, you're down to 4.6 million. So it's you know drop, drop, drop. No, actually, um, you said it went from 5 to 4.1 to 4.5? No, from 5 to 4.8 to 4.6. Oh, so it's steadily... steadily yeah, steady steadily, steadily. Community college enrollment down 13% since, since fall of 2019. Um, undergraduate student enrollment fell 1.6% in fall of 2019. Um, and this just, you know... In, there's more females going to school, but not enough to make up for it, and less males going to university than ever before. And I think it's along. I, the, I think it's along the trend with, especially with pandemic, that people don't want to do online learning, or I mean, they they might need to work to support their families, mm-hmm. or there's a childcare issue uh, to where the family can't, you know, needs to have responsibility for their kids. But but also increasing prices of of college education has been something oh, that's yeah. been on the minds of a lot of younger people. And do you incur all this debt in the middle of a pandemic it might not be something that people are willing to do. So and there's, there's a lot of different variables that may be the reason why you know enrollment has de- decreased. But I think the males declining enrollment has been a common trend in, in universities for a while now. Do you think there's anything to be said about um, the options people have now? Okay, because you see Walmart and Amazon and Kroger and Target, these people increasing hourly wages, right? 
I haven't seen the same or heard about at least in like salaries, like for marketing people or sales people or whatever, IT people. Do you think there's people that are being like, okay, well, yeah, I can go to school for four years, come out and make $40,000 a year doing communications or social media or marketing or whatever, or I can just go get a job at Amazon and make $18 an hour. I mean, yeah, those real world decisions are being made every day. And because I mean, think what is it? What is what is like eighteen dollars an hour? Like, what, I mean, what would that even be? Like, say you made eighteen dollars an hour. Do I even have a calculator anywhere on all these different devices I have? I have a calculator somewhere. On I, I have it in front of me. Okay, so what what, what is that? Eighteen dollars an hour, 40, 40 hours a week. So for for a month, that'd make you twenty eight hundred dollars pre tax. And then what's that times twelve? That happened to you at $34,000. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that I know that went to university that made less than that coming out of college. They might make more than that now, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you got all those student loans, if you do have those student loans and stuff. I feel like that's some real, real world, real, real world stuff. You know, that like, (laughs) people really want to talk about now, though. It's like, it's. It's true, you know, like, I don't know. I think it's a factor that wasn't really there before because it used to be like, oh, you're going to go flip fries or make hamburgers and be like, well, yeah, maybe I can now for $15 an hour. I mean, not me, but somebody that would want to get into the culinary field and that's their first door into doing that. You know what I mean? You can start working at Chick-fil-A at 14, not recommending it because they just do that to turn you into some kind of weirdo Christian, I think. That's what they do. They're trying to get you while you're young, people. Alright, uh, let's see. Since we're talking about food, um, Popeyes is in the news. You want to hear about that, Mr. Jesse? Yeah, I do like some Popeyes. I love some Popeyes. Alright, Healthy is Hard on the Dr. Ever Project. We'll be right back. Oh boy, 3 a.m. Another beautiful day Another day servicing the masses. Diet, or did you lose it again? Honestly, I lost it again. Are you serious? Yes, sir. So, will you give me another copy? Mm-hmm. Well, Popeyes, Jesse, they're announcing something that looks pretty good. I might try this. It's a big box deal for six bucks. You get, okay, this is what you get. You get fried chicken, bone-in or tenders, two sides, and a buttermilk biscuit. Yeah. And it says, you don't have to be a mathematician to know that's a lot of food for not a lot of money. <laughs> it looks pretty good. Um, it's three-piece chicken tenders. So, I mean, we might try this. Actually, those look like a pretty good deal. Yeah. and we, I love their fries. They have I some feel of like my, I'm doing a Popeye's fries. commercial, but the sides include Cajun fries, coleslaw, mashed potatoes, Mac and cheese and more. Love it. I love it. Eat better. That's what it sounds like you're saying. That walking to a salad is harder than walking to a pizza. 
Well, sometimes walking to a salad is harder than walking to a pizza, so we might go get some of that Popeyes later today. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you want to get into some world and politics news right now? Let's go. Let's get into that right now on the Dr. Rever Project. The Supreme Court has blocked Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for companies that have more than 100 employees, and I'm okay with it. I feel like that was the right decision. Um, I don't think companies need to be dictating vaccines. That's that's more for you know schools, universities. They have that kind of thing in place through their their contract. Um, I do not believe there's any kind of uh, guidelines or workers' handbook that requires certain vaccines and especially it wasn't there when these people took these jobs so i think they've um done the right thing here is it the right thing for public health no but is it the right thing i think for our country and what we're built upon with our specific freedoms and things like that um i do because you shouldn't have to lose a freedom to go um to go be employed and collect an income for you and your family. I'll let you say something on that because I know you've heard me spew on this and I guarantee you have another side to it. And that's what this is all about on the Doctor Ever Project where everybody's an expert on something. Um, our political genius, Jesse, I'm sure he's got something good to say about this. I'll let you get all ready for that. What do you think about uh, Supreme Court's recent decision where the healthcare workers... They're going to have to be mandated to get vaccinated because they are governmentally funded with Medicaid, Medicare, whatever. But private industries do not have to do the same. I, I don't agree with the Supreme Court. I think the, the government does have to take a role in, in, in opening up the economy and keeping the American people safe. And that involves, you know, interactions and dealings with, with businesses. Um if a lot of people have seen, especially with this pandemic, that if people don't get vaccinated, we're just going to continue to have more variants. This is going to be a continuous cycle of, you know, Omicron. Now, what's next? Because, you know, people refuse to get vaccinated. And at some point you need to, you know, either have the, the carrot or the stick. And it, the, the carrot hasn't been working for, for people. And unfortunately, I mean, people need to be told sometimes what to do. And it's and it's not fair for the people also that are also trying to to have a living, having to go into a workplace where their coworkers aren't vaccinated. They they are the ones also now trying to make a living, you know, live a healthy lifestyle, be safe for their families, and now they're forced to go to a workplace where you know workers aren't vaccinated. So is it fair to those people also who are now subject to going to a work environment, trying to get a paycheck, trying to do the right thing? 
And now they're more susceptible to getting sick because, you know, their core workers refuse to get vaccinated. It's not fair to them as well. And I, and I, I agree. Do, I agree. It's not fair. And I, and but I think on, that's part of the on, problem. And, 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 I, and I do understand the role of government. And it's not always, you know, it shouldn't be intrusive. It shouldn't be butting into what businesses are doing. And I do agree with that. But this is a very unique situation where we're dealing with with a variant that has so many, you know, different variables and whether it's, you know, packing hospitals, whether it's closing down the economy, whether it's shutting down tourism industries, so many things are are in jeopardy because of this because of this, you know, disease that the government does need to play some type of role in keeping the American people safe and keeping jobs open and we do have a viable you know, vetted, you know, resource to keep people safe. And that's this, and that's a vaccine. See, I agree and, with you. And you know what I, I mean? Agree. And those, and these things are in place to keep us safe. And and I'm sorry if, if the majority of the Americans aren't making educated decisions, those educated decisions need to be made for them because everybody deserves to go to the workplace and be safe and go back home to their families and be safe as well. And I, and I respect people's freedoms. I really do respect people's freedoms and I, I don't like to impose anything, but this is a very different situation to where lives are at risk. The economy's at risk. Small businesses are going down and you know, and when you really look at it, some, there really is people at blame. If you're not vaccinated, you know, you're allowing this virus to continue to mutate. That's true. And you're, you're the cause of, of what's going wrong. See, but right unfortunately now. people have the right to get vaccinated or not. And it's, it's not built in our system to be able to require those things, unfortunately, and for businesses to be able to do that. It's just not it's just not the way it's done. And I, I was hoping that maybe the Supreme Court would look at other things. Well, the Supreme like Court the is economy. also very conservative. You know, true, true. Three justices, but freedoms are freedoms, regardless. And I, I think that I think it's the right decision for people's freedoms, but I don't think it's the right thing for us overall, health wise, or for the economy. Um, because one of the other stories we were going to talk about, and you kind of hinted on it, is keeping people at work by being vaccinated means we can keep people out shopping and spending money because let's face it people that's what most of our economy is based upon you going out and buying that thing that's going to help you lose weight and never using it and throwing it away and then you'll buy something else and you know it's like we need people to do that Mm -hmm. and um and uh, i think we have a can we do a yelling be yelling i'd love me some jenny yelling let's do that Janet Yellen be yelling on the Doctor Whoever Project. We're going to tell you what's going on in the economy with a little screamo. Well, um, sales dropped in the month of December, Jesse. This is like unheard of. Um, American shoppers shopped less in December, causing the first drop in resale, retail sales since the summer. And it's just across the board, restaurants, 0.8. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, online retail saw a 8.7% drop, which is like, that doesn't even seem to have anything to do with the going out. That's just people being scared to spend money. Um, restaurants, all, all that obviously saw like giant drops across the economy and i was hoping maybe they would look at some of those aspects of it um when they were making this judgment that we need to get back open if it's not for people to be healthy just so we can get the country moving again in the right direction because that has things to do with 
national security. There's the the guy that runs the does all the news conferences for the Pentagon, the de- Defense Department. Uh, he was on the other day. He's like, yeah, we're we're moving to Charlie or whatever, something Charlie, which means like half of them work from home or whatever because they're afraid they're going to get COVID. What happens if everybody in the military gets COVID and we have to go to war or something? You know what I mean? It's like you. I thought that maybe they would find some way of implementing it, even if they had to use a different reasoning, but. It didn't happen. It did not happen. I mean, you know, they've done the traditional method of, like, having every area where you can go get a vaccine. You know, that hasn't been an issue, especially in rural communities. And also, it's free. Absolutely 100% free. It doesn't cost you a penny to get it. And I think that's where some people are having it. Well, why is it free? Well, because we're actually doing the A lot of vaccines are free. Equitable and accessible to everybody. Like, uh, I think we got hepatitis vaccines when I was, like, in middle school or... You get all kinds of vaccines for free when you're kids. This is just unusual because we're adults now. But when you're a kid, you just go there and you get your shot, you cry, you get your little sticker, you get your sucker, you go home, and you don't you forget about it ten minutes later when you're picking your nose. But now you're I mean, not, these adults; not, they just don't want to do it. It's not much different from when you're going to send your kids to the university. Like before, I started school, I had to send my you know hepatitis shot and hepatitis thing and you know tuberculosis and. You had to be vaccinated, you know, your boosters and everything. But these are people that like, just don't is, want to do common, it. This is common stuff. This isn't like some brand new revelation that's been thrown upon us. This is something we've been doing for a long time. I think people just don't want to do it because they don't want to. It's it's just like the being difficult thing. Like It's like that. Like, I am an adult. I, you can't tell me what to do, Mr. Joe Biden or CDC or whoever. It's like, it's just this, this certain, there's a certain type of person out there that has been amplified by Trump and social media and all those kind of people out there that are actually vaccinated themselves, but they're using this as the great springboard to kind of keep people on their own side and keeping them, you know, keeping them arguing with the left and making it more difficult for Biden and the CDC to do their job. All right, you want to move on? Let's get on with some some of the last few stories we got for the day. Sounds good. All right, we already talked about Bob Saget. I want to make sure we cover that because it was like it happened right after the last shit, last show. Some of the weird news right now. I know we talked about the trucker issue all around the country. All these like these like that you can't get like goods because it's like a trucker shortage is one of the major issues. Well, it looks like some of the biggest trucking companies are now going to allow teenagers, is what the headline says, to uh, start driving the 18-wheeler trucks. And of course, they're using the word teenagers because it's just like a big, uh, you know, it's a striking headline. But I mean, let's let's answer the question. Uh, when when people turn 18, they become adults, right? In this country, that's how it works. They can go to war. Why can't they drive a truck? So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's probably the best idea, you know, for to be having young people out there driving these giant trucks. But whatever. Who am I, I, That's not my job. Maybe the Supreme Court can rule on that one. Who knows? Um, Ohio court is overturning a congressional map, Jesse. They're saying it unfavorably uh, supports Republicans over Democrats. So I know that's something that's been going in right now to these uh, election laws. This is some of the stuff they're talking about. But right here, it's already, you know, you, you can try to do this, but it might not always work. But sometimes it might. In this case... Um, it's not working. Uh, Ohio Supreme Court ruled Friday that the state's newly drawn congressional map, which was passed by the GOP-controlled legislator, violates the state's constitution 
because it unduly favors the Republican Party and disfavors the Democratic Party. So congratulations to them for uh, checking on that and putting it in the right direction. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, Matt Gates, his ex-girlfriend testified before a federal grand jury. So that's going to be coming to close soon. So we'll see what happens with that. That'll be very, very interesting. I'm very curious to see what happens with Mr. Matt Gates. And also another one in the news, uh, he's in the Matt Gates bandwagon. This uh, Madison Cawthorn, not Hawthorne, Cawthorn. <laughs> you might know him as the wheelchair congressman. Um, well, he's actually, they're trying to remove him from even running for Congress. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but just to get into a little bit more, he was um, very instrumental, apparently, in the Capitol riots that happened on January 6th. And I think more to that is going to be coming out further. But they're saying, hey, you can't run for Congress. You try to have an insurrection from the United States of America. You can't, no, you can't be doing that. Come on now. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. In his face, right? Oh, is Mr. Odie barking downstairs? Oh, he is. I just heard it right now, too. Here, Mr. Odie. All right, we'll go. We'll go and head out and roll it out for a little <laughs> We bit. live our life by the dog park. All right. Um, one other story. Uh, so Joe Rogan, you know, the podcaster. I got to listen to this guy's show. I've never, I have to say, I've never listened to it. But uh, apparently hundreds of doctors and scientists, 270 to be exact, have written an open letter to Spotify. We're on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Thank you very much. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us, like us, rate us. Yeah. Give Joe Rogan a thumbs down, apparently, because it looks like Joe Rogan signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. And they're saying his mass information events of this scale have ex- have extraordinarily dangerous ramifications. Yeah, he said some a lot of mis- mass information. See, I haven't read any of it. I haven't. I don't. I've only ever listened to one of his shows, and I wasn't even sure it was him when I listened to it. I was painting, and it just kind of count came on. Oh, apparently, he's done um, interviews with the Proud Boys and other far right conspiracy theorists, like oh, Alex Jones. Okay, interesting. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just knows what's getting clicks, people. Maybe he just knows what's getting clicks. So apparently in early 2021, Spotify deleted over 40 episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience, which included interviews with the Proud Boys, uh, Gavin McKean's right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, and comedian Chris Delena, and many more. He's, I think Chris Delena, he's one of those ones that, um... Like, he got in trouble for, like, doing something with young girls or sending messages to young girls or something like that not too long ago. So he doesn't seem like he's surrounding himself with the, I don't know, the best kind of people. Who knows? <laughs> uh, a Florida bill is going to allow cameras inside classrooms with microphones so they can keep track on things like bullying and critical race theory, apparently. I don't know. Um, I guess that's fine. They already have cameras and buses, right, to watch kids. Maybe people be more on their P's and Q's if they're, you know, you always hear stories about a teacher, like, super gluing a, something to a kid's face so they, like, remember to bring something or writing something on their arm with a marker. You know, maybe that'll put a pause on some of that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the kids will act right too if they know the parents are watching. It's true. I don't know if I would, like, do people have time? I guess if you're working from home, you just have, like, a little iPad over there and just, like, watching your kid. Um, trust me, there'll be some parent watching that. All right, you want to wrap it up for the day? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up for the day on the Broken Hip Hop Wrap-Up. We have Kanye West today. This is going to be an interesting one. Take it, wrap it up.
So, um, do you know anything about Kanye West and a battery charge, Jesse? And not the car battery time? Apparently it's like a Chris Brown and Rihanna kind of battery charge. No, I haven't really been following Kanye too much. I don't either, but this popped up and says, uh, The former rapper known as Kanye West is the main suspect in a battery investigation. Los Angeles police confirmed on CBS News Thursday. The investigation stems from an incident that happened in downtown Los Angeles early Thursday morning. No arrests have been made, but police in a statement to CBS News, officers responded at 3 a.m. to the scene near Soho Warehouse, um, a members-only club. Uh, the police say it was a misdemeanor battery. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure somebody will be paid off. It says there were no serious injuries. Um, the, did he change his name? I think so. I heard something about that. Oh, okay. Because I saw something recently. It was uh, for Coachella. And it was like Harry Styles, somebody else, and they said Yee. So that's Kanye West. He's Easy. like a, he's a, oh, okay, I get it now. Okay, all right, well, who cares? Oh, yeah, it says right here, the news comes just days after Yee was named as one of the headliners for the upcoming Coachella Music Festival of the Arts, scheduled to take place in April. All right, well, who cares? All right, well, if you followed us into the show, appreciate it so much. Follow us on whatever platform you might have, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher. Tune in, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Just Google the Doctor Ever Project and you can find us. And always at DrWhoever.com. You got anything else to say, Mr. Jesse? No, have a good rest of your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully, we'll have another show coming up soon. Have a great day. Later. All right, we out. Later, everybody. So wrap it up. So wrap it up. back to see They look at me like I'm crazy, but then they know this right here is me. And then I give them the peace. I'm out. You know that's what I'm good at. Yeah, I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my okay, just bye bye. I'm so gifted at finding what I